Hi, I'm Claire. I'm from Scotland and I'm a Coldplay fan. And welcome to Cold Talks, the Coldplay fans podcast. Once more, one other Wednesday for us to have our conversations here. <laughs> In such a special week, we have on Monday the Let Somebody Go music video, which was something that we were hoping for since like October last last year. The news of, of the music video shooting happened a long time ago. We know that this was coming, but never when. And now finally it's here. I loved that video so much i mean i was once like when when they started releasing the teasers and this kind of thing i was like okay i don't know how much this era combines with black and white footage we never have uh anything like that for music of the spheres until now so it was like uh this feels a bit disconnected but at the same time i mean i was talking about that on twitter the other day um for me like on my personal opinion let somebody go is a song that fits best as a single than as a song in the album i'm not saying that it's a bad song on the album actually it's the opposite music of the series is a very nice work of art in itself but for me like this song works best alone and the music video just confirmed that like this music video enhanced so many great features of this song, like Selena's voice and uh, this whole atmosphere that the song builds that I need to say that was not um, something that I paid close attention. I remember that before the, the premiere of the video on YouTube, there was a countdown with the instrumentals of the song and everybody went crazy on Twitter because of that instrumental because that is just beautiful i mean i was not expecting to like so much this instrumental <laughs> the instrumental version of of this song so i mean i am very impressed in the best way possible and uh while watching the music video the one thing i could think about was like how coplay is the master of atmosphere like they can create such specific atmospheres and and vibes <laughs> That's the worst choice of words ever, but they can create very specific sound landscapes to their songs. Even though, like, Let Somebody Go is a ballad that we have already seen Coldplay. Like, every album, every Coldplay album has a ballad like that, and it's usually a single. Coldplay is known because of those kind of songs, but if you stop to analyze each one of them, all of them have very specific context and very specific uh again sound landscapes and very specific words in this case a whole planet made especially for this song so i mean that was a very nice point for me of let somebody go and the music video just makes it very clear and very obvious what is this landscape and like visually speaking the asher references all of the surreal thing that this music video has just got me by the hand and led me to a very nice path. I'm very happy about this music video. The only thing that I saw people talking about on Twitter that I agree is that it's not clear 
if this video is actually part of the spheres, if it happens on the spheres, like the geographical place where this album happens, it looks like the earth, but at the same time, it's very surreal. And I always remember that Cubic is the surreal planet. So, I mean, maybe those things are connected. There is not much evidence. There are things on the music video written in English. So um, we don't know. Maybe in the future, we're going to have an explanation for that. We know that People of the Pride are going to, is going to be a single as well, probably releasing next month. Uh, maybe this is the next step, but we can talk about that later. But yeah, uh, that was Let Somebody Go music video. Uh, let me know what you think about the video, like message me about the video. Always remember that you can send in audio messages here to Code Talks uh, on the description section of every episode. There is a link saying send in another message. In the last episode of the month, I will answer your audio messages and everything that you guys have to say. So please share with me your, your impressions and what you think about the Let Somebody Go music video. And remember, if you haven't listened to the previous episode, there are some new things happening here for season two. That is one of them is um, Inner Talks. That is a special episode we're going to have every end of the month that is around a specific question. The question for this month is Coldplay is finishing their careers somehow. Like they will stop making new music in 2025. What now? What is your opinion about that? What do you have to say about that? How do you feel? How do you process that? Let's talk about that. I think it's something that um, we can have a very nice interaction and uh, we can learn from people's perspectives. So if you have something to say, if you listen to this podcast on Spotify, you have a Q&A section down below. If you're not, and if you want to send an audio message, there is this link that I just mentioned in the description of the episode. So um, let's talk, <laughs> as Coplay would say. Sorry, Guy Berry, man. Let's talk. Um, let's chat about it. Let's see what everybody has to say. I'm very anxious about your audio messages and what you guys are going to say about Coldplay and then, but also, I mean, last episode I talked about this inner talks thing as just um, a special episode for answering these questions. But come on, tell me what you have to say. Doesn't matter the content. If you if it is Coldplay related, send me a message. Let's talk about that, okay? And by the end of the month, we're going to have inner talks, the special episode, listening to you, okay? And now I have to make a small update about something I've said last episode that got me so intrigued. Uh, last episode, we commented a little bit about the lyrics and some stories behind the lyrics of Adventure of a Lifetime, the song from Half of Dreams. And uh, I wasn't sure if what I was saying was actually true, <laughs> if that actually happened. So I made a, a research. I talked to people on Twitter about that. There is a... <laughs> a Twitter thread, like a conversation on Twitter that I'm going to link here on the episode's description section that if you want to, you can take a closer look and, and, and see what, uh, this was not something that I created entirely in my head. I'm so relieved about that, by the way. But if you want to take a closer look, if that got your mind as just uh, as mine, <laughs> you have somewhere to look forward to it and search for more information. Well, now let's talk a little bit about our guest. Today we have Claire here. If you are on Coldplay Twitter, you probably have already shared a meme that Claire created. <laughs> Claire is the queen of memes, of Coldplay memes on Coldplay Twitter. 
she was the one responsible for that goddamn glass chair that made me like get out of bed at 2 a.m. out of anger. <laughs> so she was the one who's responsible for that, I must say. She runs Coldplaying account on TikTok. She's from Scotland and she's basically my age. <laughs> that was something that I think it was quite nice about this conversation because I think we have similar stories and, and my I could resonate with her so much when we when she talked about how she discovered the band and what the band was back when she first discovered them. I could relate uh, to that a lot and I think you guys will as well. I won't talk too much about her. I mean, she is a very like happy person. I felt that like she's a very um, uplifting person. It's nice to talk to her because she... Her, her feelings about the band are very contagious and um, I think that happens to everyone here but as I usually say like everyone is has a special place here for me everyone has something special to say so yeah that is Claire we're going to listen to her conversation now but also I remember to follow Cold Talks on Instagram on Twitter we are Cold Talks Pod and if you like what you listen please consider buying me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash Cold Talks pod okay uh so yeah let's go cold talks claire season two now let's go <laughs> so hi claire how are you i'm great this evening how are you i'm pretty fine so you were from Scotland and I think you were the first one from Scotland here in the podcast. And I was recording an episode the other day that actually was yesterday, as it was yesterday. And I was talking exactly about that. Like I could never imagine that I would have so many people from so many places around the world in the same podcast. It's such a privilege to me to be talking to you. And I think that's so yeah. amazing. So thank you so much for being here and accepting the invitation and being brave enough to show up. Oh, my pleasure. I was very honored to get an invitation. Oh, I mean, cool. this fandom is like the United Nations of Coldplay fans, <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> yeah, I believe in that too. So Claire, how do you introduce yourself to the people who only know your Twitter handle? They are listening to your voice now. What do you have to say for them? Um, first of all, sorry if you can't understand me. I can perfectly. Second of all, um, hello. Uh, thank you for tuning in, um, if you are, and uh, I've already introduced myself, you Go know on. where I'm from, uh, but if you've just seen me on Twitter, then you probably already know enough about me. <laughs> I mean, my Twitter is basically just a stream of consciousness wow. for 14 hours a day. <laughs> so yeah, so I think if you're already following me, you're good to go. <laughs> what happens in the other hours of the day? Um, I usually just uh, sleep. Um <laughs> Sit in a dark room and brood, um, <laughs> contemplate life, that kind of wow, thing. Wow, that's deep. Just the usuals. <laughs> yeah, that's deep, especially the sleeping part. That's very deep. Uh, mm. <laughs> very good, Claire. Let's start with the Coldplay related things. Um, what is your favorite Coldplay album? Oh, um, Ghost Stories. Really? Let's all be shocked, everyone. Let's all be shocked, okay? <laughs> but you're saying that, but at the same time, like Ghost Stories is the favorite from lots of people who come here. I mean... I think this is mm -hmm. the third or fourth episode in, in a row that people say that Ghost Stories is their favorite Coldplay record. So I'm not shocked at all. This happens a lot, actually. Tells you all you need to know about how good that album is. <laughs> yeah. I might be biased, but, you know, 
it is, it's a masterpiece from start to finish in my opinion. Exactly. I think that some kind of idea that everybody here shares is that even though Ghost Stories is not your favorite, it is the most well executed from the band. The most intelligent and interesting one in terms of structure. Like it has a concept from beginning to end. We talked about that a lot. Can you develop it a bit more? Like why is this the favorite? Uh, so for me, it's kind of like a combination of reasons. Uh, that was the first album that got me into the band properly. So that's the connection, like emotionally for me. I've not, obviously not gone through a divorce, so <laughs> I can't really relate that much to the yeah. subject matter. But I think definitely what you said about the fact that it is the one album, I think, that carries the message from start to finish yeah. in the most complete way. Um, it feels like a story. It's definitely. More than any other album probably that the band have ever released it it feels like a narrative yeah rather than just song after song after song even though those songs may be blooming excellent but it's like and the the, sort of the music in ghost series as well like i'm much more of an upbeat pop fan like in my face with 1500 fireworks and drown me (laughs) in confetti kind of person but it's just it's just the way it all links together in ghost stories and you can really feel the emotional like highs and lows between like the third and the fourth song and then when you hit oceans to a sky full of stars to oh it's like all at once it's honestly it's it's genius in my opinion no truly is like um we have already discussed uh, some topics about ghost stories a lot here in this podcast and uh every time we talk about this album it's a new discovery like i was talking to another guest yesterday and i remember that in the exact moment that we finished the conversation i got the album like i put it on my sound system and i listened it from front to back from the beginning to end and i just could see like how everything we talked about came into peace when you listen to the proper record it's just like i can see very properly how this album is one big cohesive piece of, of group of music it's it's just completely amazing yeah i agree agree yeah and what about your favorite song i know that these questions are mm. very tricky and uh that's actually the reason why i begin the podcast with this like kind of profile because um well <laughs> i know it's difficult and i know like coldplay has nine freaking albums and lots of b-sides <laughs> And it's not easy to pick one. And the idea is not even to pick one. I had already some some guests that kind of cheated, like picked lots of songs. And I think that's okay. So what's your favorite song? Like you said, it's a hard question. But I'll go with my gut. And my gut's telling me my universe. Really? Wow. My whole body is just like, it's my universe. That's quite recent. Yeah, it's, it was either that or Higher Power. And I obviously know they're from the obviously the most recent album. Yeah. But that's been out for a, a while now and they've still stuck with me in a way I can't understand. And <laughs> yeah. I'll never understand it. It's, it's like an addiction, my universe is. Yeah. It's just a, such a good song. No, but can you try like to, what is in your guts that says that this is the song? Like what is usually the... The major feeling because for example I, I remember when they released higher power i've already told that some moments ago in some previous episodes like i got a bit confused because like we we're just heading out of a pandemic we still are heading out of a pandemic and then like coldplay releases a song very upbeat song that's saying that they're happy that they are alive in the same time as me and, and i'm like chris um read the room <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like uh, what what is actually happening? But at the same time, I mean, um, 
that's such a great amount of honesty in those lyrics and in everything that they do. And I feel the same thing with the whole record, with Music of the Spheres, but also with My Universe and, and all songs. So what is the predominant feeling? I think that's the question uh, into those songs that you presented to me as your favorites or the songs that are more connected to you right now. I think for me, My Universe is the definition of pop perfection. And so I can answer in two parts to your question about why I'm drawn to it. First part is I think it's musically pop perfection. Second part is I have a huge like emotional connection to it. And that's such a huge part in anyone's decision about their favorite song or their favorite album or their favorite band member or era tour, whatever. It, it's always going to be part of it. A very huge one, by the way. For me, the, the, the idea of pop perfection is I think it's like there's stages to the song. Mm, got it. And you can just hear some songs really feel overly produced that you hear on the radio. A lot of pop songs you hear over. I'm not going to name names and shame or whatever because music <laughs> is subjective and you, you yeah. love what you love. Yeah, for sure. But, and I just think that there, a lot of work went into this song. And at the same time, it feels so effortless. Yeah. And, and you obviously, you look at the lyrics. And I remember we saw the leaked lyrics like mm -hmm. a few months beforehand. And everyone was like, oh my God, this is awful. <laughs> and I remember looking at it thinking, nah, it's never, ever that simple. Not yeah. with a, the second big collaboration single yeah. that they're releasing anyway. But it's just everything about it is the perfect blend of two different groups. It's the perfect blend of BTS and it's the perfect blend of Coldplay. It's, I've never heard anything that merges two sounds so effortlessly and so perfectly yeah. like that song does. And I played it to my mum for the first time and she's neither really a Coldplay fan nor really a BTS fan nor she'd really ever heard of them. And she was like, oh my God, I've never heard a song like that. And I was like, if it's hooking the boomers, then my God, they've done a good job. Yeah. So... I rest my case. Are, are you a fan of BTS as well? It, no, yeah. You you weren't like a big uh, fan of them before My Universe. It's because of the song. It's because of the song, yeah. Wow. yeah. And not just for the song I became a fan. I think there's a difference. I think like I was introduced to that world and I've like chosen to stay in that world Got and it. I'll remain there as a fan with them, like probably <laughs> for a long, long time now. It's something yeah. I'll never let go of. So I'm really glad it's brought me into them and I can experience that as well. Yeah. Something that I really loved about like Coldplay collaborating with BTS is actually the fandom, the army. It's They are very united and they are very, um, mm. they have a lot to learn from them. I mean, not as like a fandom learning from another fan, but I, I mean like humanity. It seems kind of silly, but it truly isn't like um, they have a sense of community. I remember that they got together to like get the tickets from a Trump speech or something like that, just for it to be. Do you remember that? I remember that. Yeah, that was like well back for one of the Republican uh, like yeah, conventions, and they, exactly. they bought up all the seats. <laughs> they bought all the seats, and nobody went there because, well, it was kind of fake. So they have a sense of uh, togetherness. That is something that is very connected to Coldplay, by the way that I really appreciate and I really think if we need to learn more from that. And um, I, I remember some friends asking like, what does Coldplay has to do with BTS? And I said, everything. Mm -hmm. Because uh, I know that like 
Coldplay's sound, Coldplay uh, uh, music is maybe not as similar to what BTS does. But at the same time, their speeches, what they tell, what their music tells, it's very connected. And uh, the way that they communicate to their audience is very connected. And I think that's just beautiful. <laughs> there isn't, there isn't a, a better word. This is just so beautiful. And uh, I, I need to say, like, My Universe is not my favorite song from the band. But at the same time, this particular aspect it was overwhelming in the best way possible. It was so beautiful to see people, like, cheering around, getting to know the, the Coldplay members and people that they haven't, like... <clears throat> been into that much and vice versa like like you said like you started listening to the band more often because of of my universe other fans i, I remember tuche i don't know if you know her she has already been here she's been full army though hasn't she isn't she she's, she's amazing yeah, yeah. She's part-time army <laughs> yeah she created another uh, extend account on twitter to talk about the band i don't know if we can call bts a band i'm group Group, it's better, right? I think yeah. it's, it's a better term. Yeah. So she created another stand account to talk about them. So like this um kind of uh, exchange program between fandoms, it's something that it's very beautiful. I, I couldn't imagine that it was be it was going to be so beautiful. Yeah. To me, it's the most unlikely but likely collaboration. Exactly. Exactly. That's the only way I can describe it. Is like you said, they're so far removed in the like you could argue or to the random person on the street they're so far removed from each other yeah. in terms of music industries but at the same time they're also not yeah because their music styles might be quite different but i think them as people often overlap with who coldplay are as people so i also think that's why it works so well yeah and that that's why i've been so hooked on it from the beginning and the whole idea of music of the spheres like the proper album like we are alone in the universe and all those motos that the album appears to have like definitely creating a song with bts is not only because they wanted to create a song with bts it's not only about the song it's about what it represents like is the materialization of that idea that they wanted to put in the record at um Music has no boundaries and, and the word has no boundaries. We're not like, I am not Brazilian. You're not only Scottish. We are human beings and we are for, like global citizen and all things that the band is saying like for quite a long time now. That was a nice global citizen plug. That was good. Yeah, right. <laughs> I wasn't, yeah, was I wasn't planning that. <laughs> I wasn't planning to do that. Bingo card, kicked off. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I will put that on my sleeve for later. But yeah, this is just um, Coldplay proving us and proving the, literally the word that they're not just a band of words. They're a band of actions. And, uh, mm, that's a great that's a great statement that isn't it it's yeah. you should release a merch line yeah that like, a, that's <laughs> copyright you, it yeah <laughs> could please you hire me for the t-shirts or something like that because i, have, <laughs> I think I, I think we're creating some very nice uh sentences here anyone but their merch designers please <laughs> <laughs> this is a polemic topic <laughs> um side note for the listeners i'm definitely not wearing one of the merch t-shirts right now <laughs> yeah i can see that i was going to west that by the way <laughs> no, we're both wearing love buttons, by the way. I, I noticed that you have yours. Mine is purple. Yours is green. Mine is green. Yes, I used to have a purple one, but I gave it to my friend. Ah, uh, but well. And since we're talking about like things that are not only like musical, but they're also reality, like they're also like part of the actual human world. What would you say about live events? What is your list of Coldplay concerts? One. Solid one. Really? It was a good one. Yeah, it was great. 
2016, June the 7th, Hampden Park in Glasgow. Wow, that's that's so nice. Long time ago. I was a wee child. I was only uh, 16. Yeah, 16. 16. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I hadn't left high school at that point and I sneaked off early. Um, sorry to my uh, sixth year admin teacher. Oh, but <laughs> that doctor's appointment was very important. Uh, so I had to leave very early and get to Hamden for the queue. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it was worth it. Honestly, I've I'd never experienced anything like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I truly get it. In a way, it put me off concerts for life, but adds in concerts for other artists because literally no one else can compare. <laughs> so it's like. Yeah never experienced anything like that and i yeah. feel like i never will until august when we see them again when they come back to the oh you have already a tickets from music office here too yes uh oh you lucky and one. um wembley at wembley wow you're going to the wembley shows yeah that's going to be i know amazing. i'm emptying my bank account like a mad woman to get down there <laughs> and then <laughs> coming back up and then 10 days later i'm going to see them the two hand and part base oh um Back to back. How far is it from Scotland to, to London? Just for me it's to have about seven, eight hour drive or 50 minute flight. 50 minute flight. Well, that's very yeah. close. Yeah, that's very close. It's a funny one because like you're on the wee small British Airways plane yeah. and it takes off. But by the time you get up, you have to go back down again because it's so short. <laughs> it's so you're barely short. in the air. Yeah. It's like a big circle yeah. all the way back down. This is so strange for me because like, since I am, like, like I'm from Brazil and Brazil is a very large country. So um, whatever I want to go out of Brazil, it's like five hours flight. If it's a close, a near country, <laughs> like I went to Chile some years ago and, and it's relatively like near. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was like a five hour flight and, and then I remember my mom went some years ago to Portugal and she go from Spain, from Portugal to Spain by car for like one hour, two hours. And I was like, that's so crazy. It's two different countries. It's so so small in comparison to South America. When you compare the size of Britain to South America, it's so small. (laughs) Yeah, this is so, but I mean, it, it, it has its good side of it because, um, as, as you were saying, like you can go from, from Scotland, from Glasgow to Great Britain to London in just a few minutes. So, and then catch more concerts. Yeah, I think one of the things that has become particularly evident this year for me, more so than any other year I've been in this fandom, is how privileged and lucky I am to live in the United Kingdom. Yeah. When we talk about Coldplay, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I am so incredibly lucky. And I feel so like, not to get all about it, very blessed kind of about the whole situation. Because I've been invited to a few concerts in London and it's only for personal reasons I couldn't have went, but practically mm. I could have. So it's like, I know that I have the ability to like do that at short notice if I had to, yeah. and if I wanted to, even if it were to cost like a, a lot of money. I mean, it's not cheap to get to London yeah. by flight, but at the same time, it's like, it's, um, I have the access, I have the transport routes, everyone speaks English. And I think that's also a really fascinating thing about the other people in this fandom is that how there's so many languages yeah that fascinates me about other people i think they're amazing of so much respect yeah i mean coldplay is coldplay is a worldwide band i mean we can literally interact with as i was saying in the beginning like we can interact with anyone from anywhere Mm -hmm. in the whole planet like this is crazy this is so crazy and this is actually um something that i'm longing for in this season because 
season one of, of, of the podcast was so full of people from the United States and they're all awesome. Like they're the best. I really like chatting and we won't hold that against them. Yeah. I mean, um, and, and they have lots of co-play experiences because the, the way that you were talking about England, about Great Britain, like I had lots of people from New York and Philadelphia, like around mm. New York. So like last year we had like a Coldplay New York season. So they had a lot of <laughs> stories to tell and that was amazing. But, but at the same time, as I was saying, like Coldplay is a worldwide band. So you have some stories in Glasgow and you're saying now that you're going to see them in Wembley and, and you're saying about, about like how easy and maybe, maybe not easy, but how accessible sometimes they are for you. It's so ridiculously accessible yeah, right. part they're playing two nights in a row because that's on my train line wow it is 10 minutes away and i have a direct train from where i live to Hamden to Park. There. yes as the most insane level of oh my god they are literally like landing on my front doorstep <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's, that's a very strange like. feeling that is a very strange maybe a glasgow airport waiting for them <laughs> a basket of cakes and muffins and tonics tea cakes and Yeah. See, but but at the same time, like um, like you said, you can have this experience. People from New York have their experience. Like people from from Jordan have been to live in Jordan and and, and the, the concerts that they did, at which were spectacularly beautiful. So I mean, they know that they are people from South Korea. I'm pretty sure it was South Korea that they recorded yeah. the um, the music video. Apart from the music video of something just like this some years ago, live in Tokyo. It's so cute. Yeah, it's so cute. Tokyo. Yeah, not South Korea. They've been to South Korea too. Um, They've been to South Korea. Seoul. Yeah. So it's like, it, when you see when you talk about it like that, <laughs> it, you forget that when people say like a worldwide tour, right? You just think that they mean the United States of America, Great Britain, Germany, and France. And that's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. But see, when Coldplay say they're going to do a worldwide tour, as much as they might not announce all the legs in the one go, You yeah. do know that they are quite literally going to do a worldwide tour. Yeah, exactly. You should like. Um, I think the only tour that Coldplay hasn't been in Brazil was, of course, Parachutes, but it doesn't count. Yeah, it doesn't count. Since Original yeah. to the Head, the only one that they were not here was Milo Zelato, because something mm -hmm. happened. Yeah, something happened that nobody knows what it is until today. That they have to cancel it. They announced it, and like the, the week later, they canceled it. But at the same time, like when they came back to um, or to have all the dreams, they began and finished the tour in Latin America. As they should. So and they re they recorded a whole DVD of the whole concert and in in São Paulo and Buenos Aires. So I mean, um, I need to say that Latin America's um, crowd is just the best. Listen, if you meet someone that disagrees with you, they're lying, right? <laughs> Thank you for saying That's that. That's it. It's just the truth. It's the cold, hard truth. <laughs> And you know what? I've not met a single Coldplay fan that disagrees with that statement. So that tells you everything you need to know. I used to be like um, reluctant to bring that topic into the podcast because, I mean, I, I seem biased when I say that. And I'm really, is I've never been to a, con a concert outside of, of Brazil, so mm. I really cannot compare presentially saying but well we have concert recordings and this kind of thing so we can't compare and i remember when they came back i think it was one of the first concerts that they did after the today show that was the actual first one mm -hmm. for an actual crowd the macy's one and the, was people, it the macy's fourth of july one no not even the macy's one it was after that i won't remember basically the same people that were on the today show 
went to the Macy's one. Yeah. So the Today Show's crowd was a very nice one. I know which one you're talking about. Odyssey. It was Odyssey, wasn't it? It was Odyssey. I'm pretty sure it was. But the point is, it was a festival. Maybe it was iHeartRadio or something. I'm pretty sure it went Today Show, Macy's, the Apollo, and then Odyssey. Or it was Odyssey, then Apollo. I'm pretty sure it went like that. Something like that. You have a way better memory than I do. I won't even... I have no idea at all. Rodrigo, the only reason I remember these things is because I was doing like 12-hour days just literally sitting on Twitter and Instagram just like looking at this stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Simply for like the news accounts. That was it. That was all I was doing. Wow. And I was also like isolating because I'd been exposed to COVID. I never got it, um, like the maker. (laughs) So I just had so much time on my hands. And I, I remember at one point... I watched Australian daytime TV for six hours just to watch Chris not turn up to an interview. (laughs) And I'm not joking. I still have like, you know, PTSD from that. So I still have a wee bit of like relationship issues that stem with me from to him with regards to that. So I'll forgive him one day. (laughs) Yeah. But was it worth it at the end? Like, was it a good experience? The Australian TV? Yeah. Someone, like, I'm not joking, this sounds like a stereotype. There was a story about a guy fighting a crocodile. Wow, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's something. So it was worth it just for that. <laughs> it was worth it in the end just for that. <laughs> Some people were saying back then that this crowd that was there on one of those concerts was, like, not even clapping. I remember Haley. Do you know Haley from, from the Coldplay Phenomenon? Yes, they're really lovely. Yeah, everybody loves Haley. By the way, I miss you, Haley. If you're listening to that, I, list, I miss you so much on Twitter. Please come back. But well, uh, <laughs> uh, I remember it was a video turned into a GIF that Haley was like, everybody was not even standing up for Coloratura, and Haley was like massively crazy. And that for me. Oh, is, that was the Apollo show. It was, right? I'm pretty that. sure it was the yeah, Apollo. That was the- but, um, yeah, it was the Apollo one. Wasn't that the same night my universe came out? Oof, I think it was a night before. I'm pretty sure it was a night before. Because I'm pretty sure I remember like I stayed up really late. Yeah. Um, stayed up till 11 p.m. my time, which isn't that late. <laughs> yeah. But then I tactically napped from 11 to 1 wow. because my universe was getting released at 4. So then I woke up at 1, digested all the Apollo content for like two hours, had three breakdowns in the space of an hour, <laughs> and then like watched my universe come out. Um, obviously, I'd never heard it before that um, for legal reasons. Yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> uh, and also people of the prior, because they played it live and then people recorded it and, and posted it on Twitter. And I was saying, that was the breakdown that night we all had because people of the yeah. pride was played for the first time. Yeah, but I that didn't listen to it. Like I was on Twitter freaking out because everybody was talking about that, and I I wanted to listen to that in the proper album. I didn't want to listen to like um, an iPhone recording of it. No, I wanted to listen mm. to the proper song. So people were saying, "Oh, this is I don't know. This is the man who swears," and I was like, "Really? Like the man who swears from 2009? <laughs> Ten years later? <laughs> Ten years later? Even more? Like I was just freaking out, but I couldn't play it, so I muted my my computer and my my cell phone, like for not even by accident, listened to a, a, a snippet of it, and it was like one month kind of before the album, came, a little less than one month before the album came out. So I was like. I can handle this. I'm not going to listen to that. I'm not going to. If when when they started releasing teasers after that, um, I remember they released a teaser from "Let Somebody Go" with Selena Gomez part, and and I li- I didn't listen to any of that because I said like I mm. we have a lot. I have been listening to Overture for 
months, literally months. Which is a quarter of the album. Yeah, it's like, the whole thing. It's everything. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, my mind was already starting to create like theories and imagining how the song should or shouldn't go just for like 10 seconds of a, of a song. And I'm saying, like, this is not right. I don't want to listen to that again. I don't want to listen to any kind of snippets. So um, I, I ran away from Twitter and I ran away from anything that not to listen to the snippets and, and i could thanks god i was not spoiled by the snippets beyond ben was posting the snippets i know that but i mean i i wanted to run away from that honestly i mean i microdosed myself <laughs> i tried so hard i did i was like i was did so well like i like the night it, the first got played <clears throat> i like listened to the first 30 seconds <laughs> and i only downloaded the first 30 seconds to my phone wow because saved it as a screen recording yeah. So I was like, I'm going to be really good about this. Yeah. And you know what? I was like, I was like, you know, I'm going to show some self-control. And then I just like, I had to watch the video though, because I was a bit confused as to why everyone was saying he was like rolling around like a sausage roll on stage, like screaming and hissing. So I was like, okay. So I just remember watching the video and I was like, you know what? I can get behind this. Yeah. I remember watching the video without the muted version of the video because (laughs) I remember Haley. That must have been so funny. It was so funny because Haley said that like, you need to watch it at least to see Chris performing the song. And I was like, okay, so then I will play it. And now I try to see what is it about? Because, and then like, I remember seeing the very end of the song that Chris just go wild and like start like, Tearing his t-shirt apart and like sign me up. That was great. Yeah. I'm not gonna complain. No, it was amazing. I hope that he does those kind of things in all concerts because I agree. I want a refund if he doesn't. What's the point? Otherwise, <laughs> exactly. Like, that's that's the thing. Oh, okay. But even Coloratura, like I was holding Coloratura for the album. Coldplay makes a closer that is 10 minutes long, progressive rock, and then they release it like three months before the album came out, and is the closer of the album. I was like, I. I don't want to to listen to it. They shouldn't have released it. They shouldn't, right? They should not have released it. Yeah, it, it's in, in Coloratura is one fourth of the album alone. I, I was like, okay, so what, what is happening right now? Like they released one fourth of the album in one beat. That's why I didn't want to listen to People of the Pride, for example. Yeah. I had already lot I had lots of um spoilers by the on band, but I have the feeling that I knew too much already. I think for me, when it would come to the album build up, they shouldn't have released Coloratura. But that's just a personal opinion. Because simply because it was a quarter of the album, not because the song isn't literally a masterpiece in every way, shape, and form. But yeah. as it came towards the end, the only song I was actually looking forward to listening to, like proper like vibrating in my seat, crying, like shaking, was for humankind. But yeah. I never actually had that reaction listening to it, simply because I was like oh my god like you go into a state of shock but the one that broke me was infinity station yeah when i listened to the record yeah, that's it that's the song and i was like oh okay yeah it is my favorite one too today i mean uh, this song was so unpredictable and i remember people saying that oh this song is life is beautiful and and, and i was pretty sure that this song was life is beautiful but then it wasn't mm. like it was something compl- i wouldn't be surprised if sometime in the future they said that this song came out of Life is Beautiful, like they were jamming around and then this 100% But at the same time, like we don't have proper lyrics and it's an actual song and they put it in the album. Like I love that. That was a bold move, but I, I yeah. really like appreciate them for doing that. Because I remember yeah. the night of the album, um, one of my friends in France was listening to it, Celine. She runs Coplane, um, the forums and stuff. 
And she messaged me and she said, wait for Infinity Station. It's like Coldplay on Rainbow Road. Yeah, yeah. And that's all she said. And I was like, single-handedly the most intriguing description of a song I have ever heard in my life. I need it now. <laughs> yeah. And my opinion of it hasn't changed since released. It's still one of the most fascinating unrivaled genius actual songs of all time that I've ever heard it's I can't quite describe it because it has no lyrics and it's difficult yeah and it's it's a quite simple song I mean it's the structure is like the same the very same chords and the very same beat and then layers and layers and layers and layers but in the end you're just so overwhelmed and so prepared for coloratura <sighs> that is just perfect when the piano goes in, you ascend to another dimension. It's something else, honestly. I really hope that they play this song like live because I have a strong feeling that they're not going to think about their song later. Um, I don't know. I think you, you know how at the start you hear the ole, ole, ole yeah. bit. That's so great live. I think it's the opening song for the actual like concert. I think they've definitely put that in there for a reason. And the reason is for concert crowds. Yeah. I reckon it's going to like go Infinity Station after some other piece yeah. and they might drag it out and then they'll go, then they'll start, start with music of the spheres into higher power into yeah. bang, 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 whatever yeah. they're going to do next. Yeah. Maybe that's like a chapter zero of the actual concert. It, it would be awesome. I don't, I won't remember who said that here, but someone has already said that this is probably, this can also be like the transition from stage B to stage A or something like That's that. That's what I was going to say. I just, no matter how, no matter when in the set list, I just want them to play this song. And I have a very similar reaction to Infinity Station to Humankind. I remember I listened to the album exactly when it got released, like at midnight here. And I got a friend that couldn't listen to the album exactly at midnight. So I was texting him. And when, when Humankind was in its core piece, like... In, in, in the chorus of the song, like a great amount of energy coming out of the song. And I was like, I just messaged him like humankind a zillion times, <laughs> caps lock, like, cr like crazy, like say humankind, humankind, humankind. Oh, stop. That's it. That's all you need to say. Yeah. That's basically that's all I sent to him because like this song was just a joy for me. It's just a pure amount of energy. It's built to be played live. They will play it live. They said that they will play the song live. And uh, I'm pretty play. sure they're just like um, waiting for the right moment. I'm pretty sure like if they are not playing this song live yet, it's because they're not ready to do so. They're rehearsing. I'm not. I think the reason why they haven't played it live is because they've not had the stadium. Yeah, exactly. Like They don't have, I don't know, maybe two years of pandemic affected the way we understand like time and those kind of things. But the tour hasn't even started like everything we know from music of the spheres live is not even the beginning of the tour we have lots of things to happen and sometimes people get sad on twitter like saying that they only play like those three four songs yeah. from the album and, but at the same time like wait <laughs> they're not supposed to play like i remember on the pledge arena concert that they did the regular set list from everything except they played everything's not lost which it was intense, yeah. but um, if they didn't have coloratura, I reckon everything's not lost would be in the set list. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not complaining. Not complaining. Actually, the opposite. I really want to have um, songs like "Everything's Not Lost" on the set list, but well, but at the same time, I mean, I think we know very little from music of the Spheres tour. Yeah, like 
maybe we know like the the piano that Chris is going to use. We know that the piano lights up <laughs> because, well, Chris wanted a piano that lighted up. We know like how we have an idea of how it's going to look, but we don't know the tour. We, we, we have lots of things to happen until we get to that tour and until we get to the actual set list. Um, so lots of people were complaining that, um, and, and I truly get it. Like we have a very similar set list from a head full of dreams yeah. set list. And yeah, this is a bit frustrating, but at the same time, again, the tour hasn't already started. I'm pretty sure that they're not just going to like copy paste the I Have Full of Dreams tour with songs from 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 the new album. I'm pretty sure that this is not what's going to happen. We just need to wait. Waiting is hard. I know that, but I mean, we're greedy people. We're greedy people. They've given are. us everything that we've ever wanted, and now we want more. Yes, we are a product yeah. of them. You know what I mean? <laughs> This is this is their fault, sure. in my opinion. So that's all I can say. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree with you. But at the same time, we need to wait. We need to learn. How I can't. To wait. I am not wishing the time away. Not at all. If yeah. I have to wait, fingers crossed, everything goes okay with the tour in March. But yeah. if we have to wait that time, if we have to wait two months for the next single, which leads us into tour time. That's fine by me. I'm not complaining. Yeah. I think I'd rather them take their time and not rush stuff. And I'd rather them take them take their time with the set list. Because I think as much as it's difficult sometimes to hear, I don't think it's going to be wildly different to the Head Full of Dreams tour. Simply with for the fact that unfortunately for us, 95% of the people there are not as big as fans as most of us that you would see like yeah. trying to get front row fighting for our lives. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, so I think they do have to cater to that. And I think definitely the last year or so, something that I've really noticed is the resurgence of parachutes. Yeah. Particularly with TikTok. Yeah. It's a strange conversation to have, but <laughs> parachutes is, I think it's going to feature a wee bit more on the set list, whether that be C stage or whatever i do think we'll start to see sparks more and um, we'll definitely obviously have yellow um, yeah um but yeah i think it's going to be really interesting yeah i mean not that coldplay has ever got that in into consideration but this year um a rush of blood to the head turns 20 Ooh, so yeah. also maybe again coldplay usually is not the band who like to celebrate Parachute's birthday, they only released only in quotation marks, but they like the only thing that they did was release the music videos again in a better quality, which was nice. I liked seeing Actually, like, I, didn't, I quite enjoyed that. The yeah, annoying one was the MX 10th anniversary. We yeah. were like, how are we going to celebrate the album that really launched us into mainstream pop music? I know, let's paint a wall. And that was it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, I was maybe hoping for like, are we cheeky car kids or Ugh, car kids? I, mean, be... I don't know, I'd throw that. But... but at the same time, I mean, um, I, I imagine that they wouldn't release the race. Some... The race is a sensitive <laughs> topic. The race is sensitive. <laughs> Oof. But at the same time, I mean, I, I, I can understand why they haven't released anything new because they were promoting music of the spheres back then on October. Yeah, I understand so that as well. It's it's truly okay for me. Maybe like later in the future, but Coldplay is not new to relieve the past. Uh, they're not known for true. that. So 
like Chris says it, that he probably like today's it's it's January 2022. And I'm pretty sure Chris Martin hasn't ever watched the documentary, like the Half of Dreams documentary, because oh no chance. Yeah, like he he doesn't like it, and I'm pretty sure like the the other members of the band don't want that idea of don't like that idea of looking at the past and try to change things. I don't know. You do say that though. However, they do it in a different way. Yeah. So to us looking at the past might mean they go back and they look at their history or old footage or whatever. But they've done the looking at the past in terms of their music. I mean, yeah. hell, we mentioned The Man Who Swears. Yeah, our best. And you then look at Infinity Station and Humankind, which both have elements yeah. of life is beautiful in it. And yeah. it's like, oh, they do go back. and But in a different way. Obviously, there's been, there's been quite a few leeks or green vegetables as I call them recently <laughs> of demos and recordings um, from the last 10 years from the Head Full of Dreams sort of era and I think we're going to start hearing that just in different elements yeah. of that music maybe in Music of the Spheres volume 2 and 3 and I mean that's it which is scary enough in itself yeah. I can't believe it like but yeah, I totally agree with you. And it's something that it's nice because like they're not coming back and like making um a new release of, of an old album. They're not doing that. But at the same time, as you so as you said, like they're releasing ten years later and they released the Men Who Swears. We had Arabesque some years ago. We had Aliens yeah. some years ago, the dates from two thousand nine and ten around there. Maybe we have the race in the future. I don't know. If they've not perfected that song by now, they are ever going to perfect that You know, song. when I talked to Saf, that was able mm -hmm. to talk to Phil the other day, when when they, when they she went to the Today Show, she was able to talk to Phil. And she said... I remember him saying it's coming. See? So she said that Phil... I don't think he was taking the rip out of us, by the yeah, way. I don't think... Phil told her... A few told her that um, Chris had a dream on how ending, how finishing, how properly finishing the race. And they are going to do that sometime in the future. So thanks, God. And thanks nah. to Chris Martin's dream. We're going to have <laughs> the race. <laughs> it literally took hallucination to finish that song. <laughs> yeah. It's the only way. It's the only way exactly, he can finish it. Exactly. No other sane moment in life could finish that song. Yeah. It's an impossible anomaly in their discography. <laughs> It's fascinating as well. Yeah. Could write my dissertation on that song. Yeah. I mean, it's... So, I mean, they, they're looking back, but in their own way. Mm. They're looking back and looking to the present at the same time. It's a great way of putting it. We know that Coldplay will stop making music on 2025 or stop releasing albums or whatever. Something will change yeah. in 2025. Now, what? What is your opinion about that? How do you see that? How do you process that? Um, how, how do I process yeah. it personally? Um, that might be quite emotional. <laughs> Come on. Um, may involve a lot of crying. <laughs> um, Don't worry. A number of fits. Um, but apart from that, Practically, I think it's the right decision. Yeah. Um. I, I I never sat down and said, "Oh, they should they should keep making music, right?" Because that's not healthy for anyone. As long as they're going to keep touring, and I'm I'm happy for them to for for them to keep going. I think it's the right decision. I think 
obviously we know Chris um, can't go a year without writing an album. <laughs> Hell, he couldn't go the pandemic without writing three. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a bit, <laughs> it is a bit like it's impossible. They're never going to release new music again. However, like he said, it's just not going to be an album style that you can imagine. And I'm cool with that. Yeah. Honestly, I'm, I'm just grateful that they've made the decision and they're sort of giving us advance notice and saying this is the plan. Yeah. And yeah, I'm totally willing to accept it. I'm, I'm never going to say, no, you shouldn't do that because I'm not a, a member of the band yeah. and know the inner workings of their <laughs> their procedure. So. Yeah, I think sometimes like um, lots of people got into the band links in, in 2015 or 2014. I don't know. In quite recent years and quite recent eras, if you think that Coldplay is a band that exists since the year 2000. So sometimes people forget that one, like this is a job, like any other job in the world. Sometimes you need to retire. And B, like um, sometimes people forget that Coldplay is not a new band. Yeah. <laughs> Coldplay is more than 20 years old, almost 30. So um, Parachute's album is from... The year 2000 but even before that Coldplay still existed as Coldplay so like they are a band from the year 2000 but they're way older that than that as well and wow Chris Martin is 42 43 I don't remember like they're old we need to accept oh. that they're old they're, they have been working hard they're I, old but they're not that old if you know what I mean it's a strange yeah. one they're not dinosaurs <laughs> but they're yeah. old when they're not like they're not getting wheeled like, onto the stage kind of thing. Just quite yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the thing is, though, see when you mentioned the way that their journey and their career, for me it's so poignant because I was born in 1999, and right. obviously they released Parachutes not very long after that. Yeah. So they became big the year more or less I was born. Yeah. And my first memory of them dates to 2005, and similar to a lot of people, it was Clocks. Year mine, clocks. Mine was it <laughs> I, I remember you saying it, it was clocks, and I think yeah. it's the same for a lot of people. That was yeah. it, that was the hook. And then I was 11 years old when I heard Milo Xyloto for the first time. And that was the first album I ever listened to in full. Wow. And then I became a fan with ghost stories. And then I got really into the band with a head full of dreams. And now I'm on another plane, like Twitter, Instagram, like yeah. fan accounts, news accounts, everything. Just absolutely amazing. I feel like I've lived my life at the same time they've lived their career. Yes, I have I have the same feeling because I'm from 98. I'm from 1998. Yeah. So we have very similar stories in this case. But when I look mm -hmm. to Coldplay, I see they're my age. <laughs> like, so and this is so when strange. You, when you think about it like that, I feel so privileged to have been on this journey with yeah. other people, with them. So when you when you go back and you think about it, you're like, you know what? Good for them. <laughs> I'm proud of them. I'm, I don't. I don't feel particularly sad. They're not going anywhere. You know, they are still going to be here making music in a different way. But yeah. it's just, I'm just so like happy and proud of them to have yeah. gone through this journey. I mean, I've lived an entire life in those 22 years that they've been active. I've changed as a person more times than I can count, thanks to them, thanks to other people, thanks to life circumstances. Yeah. But I, I just, I just feel so lucky. That's yeah. the way I want to put it. That's how it feels to be a Coldplay fan. You feel lucky. Well, now now you should be hired as the Coldplay t-shirt designer because that was the perfect definition. I mean, uh, <laughs> I think that the lucky feeling, the feeling of 
being lucky. It's a very great way to put it because like Coldplay has, they have their uh, particular things as they should, but they yeah. have shared this journey with us in a very intimate way. Like mm. um, not only about like the songs, as we were talking like in the beginning, like they transform everything that they're seeing and they're singing in the songs as physical things, like as, as true emotions. Like when you go to a Coldplay concert, for example, like I also have been to only one Coldplay concert, as you told, it was, again, a handful of dreams. It was basically the same thing. But um, I feel like in the moment that I got into the stage that all the lights came down and everything turned red for like the xylo bends and everything, from that moment until the very last note of Up and Up, that is the closing song for, for the, the tour, I could really feel that anything else was happening in the world. Like the, everything could and should be resumed to that moment. And this is so hard to do nowadays. Like this is something that so some something that caught our attention for one hour and a half exclusively. It's fascinating, isn't it? Yeah, in the, in the point of like nothing else matters, and and this is so magical. And and the, the the starting point of it is an idea that is the idea that like everybody is there sharing the same thing with the same idea, with the same spirit, with the same everything. Yeah. So it's a sense of togetherness that is written on the songs, but when it comes to like an event, when it's not only a song, but it's something that is happening right in front of you, that you are a part of it, Spe uh, especially with the xylobins, you're really a part of it because you oh, are a yeah. part of the song's lighting, of, of the show's lighting. So Even more so because your concert was being filmed as well. Yeah. And recorded. Yeah, that, in my case, that's the point. Like In my case, it's something a bit different. So, um, I mean, every concert has a bit of that. Like every concert has this feeling that you are, you as an audience is part of that too. Like a concert does not exist without the audience. So the audience is like 50% at least to say like the bare minimum. But in, in part of Coldplay, in, in, when we talk about Coldplay, I feel like a Coldplay concert is like 100% the band and 100% the audience. Oh yeah. There is no like 50-50% or something. There is no division because everything is so tied up and so connected and going to the point of, of like Coldplay is going to win and now what? So I think it's like it's not even a now what, it's like look back and yeah, be thankful. Yes. I think it's yes. like for me, when you talk about the moment everyone came together, the meet at my concert, it was adventure of a lifetime, which might seem like yeah. kind of a weird choice. But no, it isn't. When I got, I told everyone to get low. I mean, I yeah. was on the floor. I was like doing a full like snow angel on the floor. Like I can't <laughs> go anymore here. Like, come on, I'm at your mercy. Yeah. And I have never seen more Scottish people smile in my entire life than in that moment. <laughs> so to me, that is a definition of togetherness. Like you cannot yeah. get any more than 50,000 people in a yeah. stadium smiling together and that legacy and they want to go out on that legacy then you know what good for them exactly. i'm happy to have been along for the ride i tell you it's been one hell of a ride yeah. <laughs> happy i'm alive at the same time as you isn't yeah it? there we go <laughs> <laughs>
Clara, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for like separating a bit of your day to talk to me and talk to everybody who is listening right now. Is there any last thing that you want to say to like uh, wrap things up on this podcast? First of all, Rodrigo, thank you for having me. I think thank you're thank amazing. You. Second of all, oh. <laughs> to everyone listening, all Coldplay fans listening, thank you. You've been such an important part of my life for the last seven years. Um, I wouldn't have made it through it. So much stuff, my degree, my life without you guys. So you know what? All I'm going to end the note on is thank you and buy and stream my universe. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Claire, thank you very much. I hope to see you again later in the future. Absolutely. Remember, you have you are welcome in Brazil anytime you want. <laughs> you I, have a place I mean, to stay. As soon as Boris lets me out of the country. <laughs> You have a place to say it, so don't worry about that. Thank you so much. You. Hope to see you in the future and bye-bye. Thank you so much. Good luck with editing this. <laughs> <laughs> Won't be a problem. Have a nice evening, all right? Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. So that was our conversation with Claire. She's amazing, isn't she? It's so funny. I love uh, having this time with her. This question of the end of the episode is the question that is going to lead our inner talks uh, special that is happening every end of the month. So please send me a message, send in an audio message at the end of the description section of this episode. Or if you're listening on Spotify, you can just type it out, scroll down the screen right now and type it out. Coldplay is finishing their activities somehow in 2025. What do you have to say about that? What do you know about that? But also, if you want to send in an audio message with anything, any Coldplay related content, this is the time. So go to the description section of the episode, send in an audio file and let's chat, let's talk. Thank you very much for listening. See you all next week and that's it. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to Go Talks. This podcast is hosted, produced, and edited by me, Rodrigo Saminis. I also made a soundtrack of the show, which is original since season two. Graphic design is made by Luis Eduardo Pinheiro. I ask you please to rate the podcast and follow us in the platform that you're listening to. It helps us a lot. Also, if you like Go Talks and want to support the show, please consider buying us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash pod to donate whatever you want. Also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Pod. P-O-D. Thank you very much and see you next week.